It kind of feels like we've always been in a recession. At the end of the day, I think the recession is the friends we made along the way. I think it's all about the journey. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, I'm Caroline. And I'm Natalie. And we're Easily Distracted, a weekly podcast where no topic is too off topic. And welcome to our September book club episode, everybody. Today we will be talking about what you might have missed this week and then diving into our book club book, Shady Hollow by Juno Black. So let's dive in. So we actually, we always start with this, but this week we've really not FaceTimed that much. So I actually feel like this is the first time I'm talking to you in probably the last like four or five days. I know, seriously. We were even like both around on monday Mm -hmm. and we just didn't talk we were just doing our own things but i will say it's because usually i am the one to call natalie and usually i'm like hi hello it's me your sister but that's because in rare fashion i did not finish our book club book until yesterday so i was reading all day yesterday finishing it so that's why I didn't call you. <laughs> I was finally the one who wasn't cramming. I finished it with time in advance. I even like prepared the show, like our notes ahead of time. Yep. I was like the one who is ready to go with this episode you for were, once. You were. But also this was the book that you picked out for us to read even before we had our book club, like our podcast book club. You wanted us to read this together like last year. Like, we bought this boat. Like, both of us bought this, I think, in, what, like, September or something? Mm, Maybe. I can't remember. We bought it a while ago. Yeah. We did buy it a while ago. Yeah, it was probably close to a year ago. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so that's why I felt like I haven't talked to you in a while. Yeah, I know. I Well, I literally have nothing going on at all. I can't think of what I even did. Nothing. (laughs) Did you do anything? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I went to a wedding this weekend, which I told you about. Yeah. Which was fun. How was it? Um, it was fun. My car is a mess, so I'm getting it detailed tomorrow because I was the DD. And of course, we went to McDonald's afterwards. I actually don't know if I told you about this, but so we went to McDonald's afterwards and I was driving and like there was five of us in the car and there was like sprites sitting on the console and I kept being like, mm-hmm. can we make sure that those are steady? And oh, geez. I kept being like, can we make sure that those sprites are steady? And they weren't steady. And <laughs> oh wow, big plot twist. <laughs> and it fell. I don't know if it was like a combination of like someone hitting it or if like I braked or whatever, but it fell forward onto me, of <gasps> course. No. And it fell like I don't even know how it did this, but it fell where it got stuck. So it just kept pouring out. I couldn't even save it. It no the entire large cup of Sprite dumped like because it fell where oh my god trying to grab it and kian was trying to grab it and it was stuck on like i don't even know how it was stuck but it was just completely dumped out so my car smells like old sprite and like sweat and fries and there's fries on the ground and like so i'm getting it detailed tomorrow because i'm like it's so disgusting that i needed to get that yeah i need to get it clean like it's it's more than what i would be able to clean on my own that's good that you're getting it done right away though because for my car i had a plant sitting in it that i was like gonna bring to my office desk yeah. and it spilled over as i was like driving into work and then i put it on my desk but i guess some of the dirt spilled out yeah 
and I didn't clean it up. I didn't even think about it. And yeah. like literally like plants started growing on the carpet <laughs> of my car. <laughs> and there was a ton of there was a ton of mold and like it was gross. And then I, I got my car detailed and now my car is normal. Oh my but... god, you were growing like a terranium in your Yeah, and I my the inside of my car had so much condensation all the time. It literally my car turned into a greenhouse. <laughs> turned into a greenhouse. <laughs> that is so funny. But I got it detailed. Now it's all fine. Yeah, now we're good. Now we're good. Yeah. So Carfax, don't come after me. Yeah. Relax. Relax. My car's in great shape. It's fine. Yeah, I'm really excited. Honestly, I've never gotten my car detailed before. Actually, that's a lie. I got it detailed once, but not this car. It was my last car that I had when we were at school. So I haven't gotten it detailed in a really long time. I just got the weirdest... I'm looking at my phone because I just got like a random <laughs> 877 number and I was like, what the heck is that? And you know how we get nervous about random numbers. So oh, I yeah. looked up with this number. It's the International Fellowship of Christians. What the fuck is that? Why am I getting that call? <laughs> That's weird. Isn't that so weird? It's some religious call. Oh, they left me a voicemail. Oh, geez. Should we pause so you can listen? Yeah. Okay, so was it? update, not a religious call. It's actually a place that I donate money to asking me to do like a, it's like a live Q&A that they're doing about like where their donations go to. So I don't know why. So that Caroline, can... uh, Caroline donates to religious foundations? <laughs> no, I don't. I donate to the Nature Conservancy because a guy stopped me on the street and I felt bad for him because he said nobody had signed up for it yet. And I said, you know what? I'm an environmental specialist. I should sign up for this. And I was like, can I do like five bucks a month? And he was like, ooh, minimum is $30 a month. So I've been doing $30 a month. Okay, are you sure that you didn't get scammed and you're actually <laughs> donating to like... This random guy. <laughs> no, it is to the Nature Conservancy because I've been getting their magazines and I've been saving their magazines in the mail because I keep wanting to read them and I keep not reading them. Okay, I'm looking up if the Nature Conservancy... Oh my god, it's a legit is... thing. It literally used to be right next to me in Arlington. Okay, so it's a real thing. It's a real thing, I promise. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> It's not it's not some front for something sketchy. $30 a month. Jesus, I really so right? rich. No, literally he was like when he said he was like, "Oh, it's a minimum." I was like, "Um, I guess." And then I couldn't figure out how to cancel it afterwards. So I've been donating $30 a month for since I think like March. Oh my gosh. Actually, yeah. That's so yeah, funny. Since March. <laughs> You're wild. <laughs> yeah, because I felt bad for the guy and I was sitting, standing there talking to him for like 15 minutes. And this was while I was getting my car washed. So I was just walking around doing nothing. It all has to, they can know when your car is getting cleaned. Oh my God. <laughs> it all comes back to my car getting cleaned. That's literally what. Okay. So moral of the story to save money, don't ever get your car cleaned. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, the detailing is about to cost like 250 bucks anyway. Yeah, detailing super expensive, but- I think it's a super worth it thing if you can do it. I think so too. I'm actually really excited about it. I think my car is going to look like so nice and fancy and it needed it. It's gross. It really needed it. Have you seen there was a TikTok about it was like a girl who was like instead of buying new stuff to like curb shopaholicism or whatever just revamp your old stuff to make it feel new oh, so like instead of buying a new phone just like replace your case i'm picturing that that 
kind of works with getting your car detailed too that it's like instead of getting a new car just like get your car detailed and like clean it up nice yeah you know make it like feel newer yeah that makes total sense because my car definitely feels disgusting and it Mm -hmm. feels like old and crappy but getting it cleaned always makes it feel like nice and shiny and new yeah and I mean like I'm definitely a shopaholic like I don't want to play it off like I'm some kind of minimalist but I also really believe in like using stuff all the way you know like using it up Mm -hmm. and so I'm a big I I, that like shifted my mindset where I was like okay now I'm just gonna try to think of how I could like revamp my stuff instead of buying new stuff no I like that I think that's a very good very good idea of just like I mean it's the same kind of thing for like if you're feeling like your apartment's kind of like just like redo it a little bit like even just like moving it around Mm -hmm. like like rearrange the furniture like yeah do some mix it up a little do something a little DIY queens look at us DIY girlies this is a recession podcast it pretty much is though (laughs) as in we're recording it and it feels like a recession (laughs) as it isn't it aren't we in one I don't even know I keep hearing people say that and I'm like it kind of feels like we've always been in a recession at the end of the day I think the recession is the friends we made along the way I think it's all about the journey (laughs) (laughs) oh man so should we we... oh should say it let's say it at the same time ready okay one two three should Should we we get in go get in three yes nailed it first try (laughs) yep we said it the same exact time and the same exact thing yes so yeah let's get into that let's move on (laughs) okay so my first one is kind of like a fun fall craft for people to do but me and my friends we had a little girly fall sleepover the other day over the weekend and we painted wine glasses and we did like spooky little paintings and it was a lot of fun and I painted mine with little ghosties so if you just want like a simple fall craft get an old wine glass get some paint and paint a wine glass it was really fun nice question about that did you guys actually sleep over? Yeah, we actually had a sleepover. Oh my gosh, that's so fun. Isn't that fun? Literally, like, we've been saying we wanted to do, like, a legit sleepover. And so we actually, like, we did it. Like, we slept at our friend's place and we Aww. all left at, like, 9 a.m. But um, still, it was fun. That's so cute. I love that. Yeah. It felt like being, like, in high school again. Yeah. Like, at a sleepover because, like, we you just, like, stay I fell up late and be like, should we change into our pajamas now? And Yeah, exactly. I mean, literally, we did not stay up nearly as late as I thought we were going to. Like, I fell asleep on the couch at, like, 1130. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> because literally, we were like, we're going to stay up until at least 3 a.m. And then I fell asleep on the couch. But um, then we got, like, a second wind and we all sat in my friend's bed and just, like, talked. So that that felt very, like, fun and like high school and stuff i loved it oh i love that I'm yeah gonna it was do a, a lot of fun sleepover we're doing a sleepover soon we are okay so first thing on my list is this kind of has to do with our fall sleepover so i'm sure that everyone has seen the um keel james patrick sweaters that are like the fall fair isle sweaters that are really cute i'm sure everyone's seen those but I've heard they're super itchy, which is probably because they're made of, like, real wool and stuff, which a lot of people have, like, sensory issues with. I'm one of those people. You're, like, a lot of people (laughs) looking at you. Looking at you. 
but they're a lot of people say they're itchy, they're expensive, and they aren't super size inclusive. Mm-hmm. I think they're like unisex, so they go up to like a extra extra large in men's. Mm-hmm. But Maurice's actually has fall sweaters that are very similar vibe, and they're super soft, and they come in a, like a ton of cute patterns, and they go up to a three X in women's. And so they're a little more size inclusive. Can I ask a question? Yeah. What is Maurice's? It's just a shop. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's just a store. Okay. But yeah, their sweaters are super cute. I ordered a like Halloween cardigan that has little like jack-o'-lanterns and black cats and stuff. And then I also got a green sweater that has pumpkins on it. Let me try to find it so I can show Caroline. Okay. So this is the cardigan I got. (laughs) (laughs) We were on pause while Natalie was looking up the sweater and she went <laughs> I showed I don't even Oh wait, I didn't even show you the right one. <laughs> oh my doing? god. But she showed me the sweater and then she went she literally went exactly And Caroline gasped. I went <laughs> Yeah, she went, here's this um sweater I got and I gasped because it was cute and then she went, Oh wait, unpauses it, <laughs> does the exact same thing. She went, Here's the sweater I got <laughs> And it's the wrong sweater. Oops, here's the actual sweater I got. <laughs> oh, cute. Wait, it has did little you pumpkins show me cats. Maybe? Oh, yeah, because I asked your opinion of what I should get. Of which one to get, yeah. Yeah, Those and then I cute. got a green one that has, like, little pumpkins on it. Yes, you did show me that. That's really cute. Yeah. But they have other one, like, really cute other ones, too. Like, one that has ghosts. And there's one that has leaves. I love that. And closer to Christmas, they come out with, like, Christmas ones, too. Oh, and they have one that has little apples. That one's really cute. Oh, I bet the apples is so cute. Be perfect for apple picking. <gasps> cute. And I love the, is it like a pink or like a tannish? It's like a light tan. I like it. Yeah. So yeah, if you are looking for like cute fall sweaters that are more affordable, I think they're like 45 each. Yeah, 45. And are super soft, super comfy, go up to a 3XL. Then I suggest going onto Maurice's website and checking out those sweaters. I like it. So on to my second one. So I'm going to read you guys exactly what I wrote in my notes. So you can know exactly what <laughs> I just what read I it. I just read it. <laughs> so this was kind of like a manifestation. So I wrote Currently waiting on my Noah Khan presale code and hoping by the time I've read this, I've gotten one. I'm here to tell you all that I did not get a presale code. Womp womp. <laughs> so my manifestation did not work because I was writing this and I was like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to find out on the podcast that I got a presale code. And it would have been perfect because one, it's Noah Khan. He's one of my favorite artists. Yep. Two, it's near my birthday. Three, it would have been in New York, which would have been so much fun. And so I'm just like sad. I'm really sad. But here we are because I really thought that I was going to get this code. But also Laura was just texting me because she got a code for Nashville. So she was like, do you want to go to Nashville for it? But now she just realized she has a wedding that weekend. So she's like, just kidding. I don't know why I even signed up for Nashville. And I'm like, you dingus. And she's (laughs) listening. (laughs) And I was like, you dingus. (laughs) 
she's gonna listen to this because the last episode when we called her stupid she texted me and was like i'm not stupid oh no two episodes in a row where you've called laura stupid i actually think we called her a dingus last time oh my gosh but yeah so my manifestation didn't work and that's my update for my number two. So that's really a bottom two. Maybe some weeks instead of a top three, should we, we should do our bottom three and the worst three <laughs> things that happened to us that week. We should have done that last week because then mine would have been that I broke my ankle. <laughs> New segment, bottom three of the week. We'll just rant about all of our worst things that happened to us. And then a guy cut me off in traffic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god another bottom three of mine would be that i haven't gone to starbucks in so long because i've just been using my nespresso and i went to starbucks and i got the pumpkin cream cold brew terrible it was awful and i was so upset you know what's the worst is when like the barista grabs your coffee and starts to hand it to you and you could just tell by the color that it's not going to be good it's like <sighs> that's exactly how this one was because the pumpkin cream cold brew it's supposed to like it's supposed to have the cream in it, but mm-hmm. then there also has like a layer of the pumpkin foam, like the pumpkin cold foam or whatever it is. And tell me why she was handing me a black coffee <laughs> with a just like a layer of foam. And I was like, where's the cream, ma'am? Where's the pumpkin cream? This is like, that's not what I ordered. But anyway, Ugh, the on, worst. To the next, on to the next one. Okay, well, my number two is that I I think you've talked about jelly cats before on here. I think and so. How they're really cute, and you and Laura have matching ones. Um, literally speaking of, I think I have. I forget what mine's named is, but Laura, me and Laura both have cherries, and mm-hmm. Laura's is named Cherry Seinfeld. And I forget. <laughs> That's so cute. I forget what mine is. So not a dingus move. So not dingus, Laura. <laughs> Laura is smart. <laughs> But I keep getting ads for the fall jelly cats. And so I went on the website today and I was like, I'm just going to look. I'm just going to take a pick, a quick peek. And did you know that jelly cats make purses? No. Okay. And let me show you these purses. I am cuckoo caca bananas because I really want this little coffee jelly cats purse. Oh, <gasps> that's stinking cute. It's only $33. So yeah. Get it. I, What's stopping I you? want it money? and like look what what is always stopping me from buying things money don't let money stop you from buying <laughs> things money shouldn't stop you from buying things that's what credit cards are for Connor keeps calling his his credit cards gift cards and I'm like don't say that <laughs> that's what my credit card is it's just a gift card don't say that <laughs> but obviously don't follow this podcast for financial we're not advice. a financial podcast <laughs> um but yeah someone literally in the reviews was like perfect for holding the essentials like your phone wallet and keys and i was like okay that's all i need <laughs> that's literally all you need a purse for so yeah pretty much i already have made a list of all the jelly cats purses that i want because i really want that coffee one and then there's also a little popcorn one and i was like okay this could be my going to the movies purse is it a singular popcorn? Oh, a popcorn bucket. Cute. Yes. Isn't that so cute? And they're $35 each. Once again, guys, please, please do not sell these out. To yeah, our thousands of listeners, do not sell these out before I'm able to buy these. <laughs> to our millions. 
millions of listeners. Please. I, I'm really trying not to gatekeep from you guys because you're all my besties. But oh my God, please do not sell things out. Yeah. Yeah. Do not ruin this for me. <laughs> Bottom three would be you guys ruining getting these. I'm I'm not saying that you guys did it, but literally that bluey air blown inflatable thing from last week sold out before I was able to buy it. No way. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. And it hasn't been restocked yet. So Okay, so I'm not saying it was single- you guys, but like that that's a good coincidence right there. I think it's you guys. <sighs> You guys, you guys, you guys. All right, Karen, anyway. give me your... Oh, no, that was... You, we already both did our number two. Give me your number three. Okay, so my last one is for anybody who watches Sex Education on Netflix, the final season just came out on, I think, like Thursday or Friday or something, and it's fine. I, like, oh. really enjoy this show, but this last season, I'm not loving, which I think is a little understandable because one they've lost a lot of the main characters Mm. just because like the last one came out in 2021 so it's been over two years since the last one premiered and a lot of people like one of the main characters was um the main girl in Bridgerton last season so like so she's she's kind of she's on to bigger and better things I think yeah so I think it's understandable there. So like, it's just lost a lot of like what I enjoyed about it before, but it's nice because it's the final season. So I get to finish out the show and I still like it. It's still fun. It's still a crazy kooky show. Even just like being a Netflix show and making it to having a final season instead of just getting canceled is impressive. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So at least you get the closure of having a final season. True. Okay, so my last thing is also TV related. I started watching Only Murders in the Building. <gasps> You've been wanting to watch that for so long. I have been. I just pulled the trigger yesterday. Ooh, ooh, that's kind of murdery. That is murdery. Oh my god, Murder She Wrote. That's yes. you. So I started watching it yesterday, and I actually binged the whole first season yesterday. And I'm already on season. I'm on episode three of season two already. Wait, I actually never finished episode. Or wait, I never finished season two, so I still need to finish. Watch season it, two. watch it with me. I know, I know. Yeah, you should start it over from episode one and watch it with me. I should. And actually, season three is airing right now, and I think the final episode of season three comes out next week. So oh. I'm like, if I binge it fast enough, I can watch. You'll be the, able to watch that as it comes out. Yeah, yeah, it is good though. I I don't know why I just like never kept watching it for some reason hmm. because it's good. Like it's a great. It's really good. I really like yeah. it so far. Season, all I can really speak to is season one, but I love the like the character dynamics. Like the, it's kind of like a different style character dynamic where it's like a younger, a young woman. I think she's twenty eight, Selena Gomez, and then like two older gentlemen, Martin Short and Steve Martin, and they, the three of them, like start a podcast together about a murder that happened in their building. For anyone who doesn't know what the show's about. And I think that like their group dynamic is really funny. They're all like really funny together. And I like that it's kind of like murder mystery, but also like pretty funny. Yeah. And it's a it's quality, like on mm-hmm. all on all fronts. Yeah. And it's very art deco-y as far as like, I don't know, it all takes place in this like old New York condo building. Like, and yeah, it's like vintagey, but like 
funky. Like, I think it's, and, like, like, a fun... Cla- I don't know. Like, I really am enjoying, like, the interior design of the apartments in it. And mm-hmm. the fashion is, like, cool, too. I don't know. It's, like, just a cool, like, a fun-to-watch show along with the story being good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But it's really good so far, and I can't wait to binge season two. Nice. All right. So let's move on to what you might have missed this week because this episode is already getting pretty long. What you might have missed this week. Okay, so first thing is that Netflix is finally shutting down their mail order mail order DVD business as of this Friday. This oh, coming up that's Friday. Crazy. Tomorrow for when this podcast is being released. Yeah, um, honestly, I thought that already stopped. So I was kind of surprised to see that as news. Yeah, I said that's crazy, but like to be honest, I didn't think they were still doing that. Yeah. But apparently at the height of the Netflix DVD distribution, the plant was doing 1.2 million DVDs a week. It had 50 employees and generated millions of dollars in revenue. And wow. now it's just down to 6 employees and that's it. Wow. Yeah. See my like I remember my first memory of like Netflix was in middle school and it was like I think our German teacher he was saying how he was like getting a Netflix ship to him and like he was like yeah it's this like cool thing where you can get like DVDs shipped to you and stuff and he was like I'm watching like a couple things this weekend and that I remember that was like the first interaction that I had with like Netflix that was the first like memory Mm -hmm. of it yeah I remember my my first interaction with it too. It's funny how like some of those memories just like stand out in your head. Yeah. Like it was the most mundane thing. Yeah. I still remember like the first DVD I ever watched. It was like at a friend's house. I don't even remember what friend, but I remember we were in her basement and they had like this crazy system all set up and they had a DVD player and I had like never seen a DVD player before. And it was Wizard of Oz. It was the Wizard of Oz that we watched on dvd oh. it was the first dvd i ever watched for some reason yeah so customers who are still receiving physical dvds can just hold on to the ones that they've received netflix tweeted please enjoy your final shipments for as long as you like so people could just keep whatever dvds they got as their final shipment oh, so hopefully they like them. nice <laughs> yeah hopefully it's good ones and not like sharknado or something <laughs> um this really blew my mind and so Netflix first began mailing their DVDs in 1998, and the oh, first wow. ever movie that was shipped out was Beetlejuice, huh, which I just thought was funny. like a, a fun fact to end on. When did Beetlejuice come out? Oh, 1988. So 10 years before the first Netflix DVD was Yeah, that's out. what I was going to say. I thought it was a lot earlier than that, but I wasn't sure if maybe it had like just come out. Nope. Okay, so now some Hollywood strike updates. So, sis, do you want the good news or the bad news first? Give me the bad news. All right. So it's not really bad news, but it's like inconclusive or something. Yeah. So SAG-AFTRA members have voted to authorize a strike against the video game industry, which we talked about a little bit in a previous episode that that was kind of on the table. Mm -hmm. And so the vote was 98.32% in favor of the strike. Whoa. Yeah. And it's going to be against 10 major video game companies with 34,687 members casting ballots. Which is crazy because that's only 27.47% of all eligible voters. Eligible voters of... In SAG-AFTRA. Whoa. So that's like... I didn't know how big this was. It's like 100,000 people who 
were eligible to vote on this strike. So Duncan Crabtree Ireland, who is the SAG-AFTRA National Executive Director and Chief Negotiator, said, After five rounds of bargaining, it has become abundantly clear that the video game companies aren't willing to meaningfully engage in critical issues like compensation undercut by inflation and unregulated use of AI and safety. So the video game companies are facing a potential strike, and it includes Activision, Blindlight, Disney, Character Voices, Electronic Arts, Formosa, Insomniatic Games, Epic Games, Take-Two Production, VoiceWorks Productions, and WB Games. So it's basically all of the major video game makers mm-hmm. are potentially getting striked against by SAG-AFTRA. Wow. Yep. It- makes sense that they're in there but i never really thought about them i mean it's like voice actors so like it makes sense but i just like i don't know why my brain never made that connection of like video game voice actors being a part of this well i think basically the whole reason for all of the strikes in general is like this lag of pay and policies not catching up to technology Because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, like back in the day when video games first started being made, it was just voice acting, but now it's motion capture too. So a lot of these actors and actresses are doing like basically filming full movies, but like video games have, yeah, have like, you know, 40, 100 or like 100 hours of playtime. 40, 100 hours. I was meaning like 40 to like 100 hours of playtime. I can't even imagine how much like motion capture and voice acting had to go into all of that. Because they have to do like every single little interaction. Mm -hmm. And so it's like with the industry moving towards that kind of stuff, it's become tenfold more work that they have to do with I'm sure Mm -hmm. not that much of a pay increase or not that much of safety regulations and stuff in place. And then same with like writers, you know, writers, one of their main worries was AI, that companies were just going to use AI and basically like use that as a way to undercut paying their writers. Yeah. And like for actors, the industry really just had to catch up with streaming, which actually kind of relates to Netflix because Netflix was the one that majorly started the whole streaming industry, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the streaming numbers a lot of times aren't accounted for in actors' pay. And so yeah. just technology boom in general had to push the whole industry. And that's a main reason for all of the strikes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So now on to the good news. The Writers Actor Guild of America, which represents more than 11,000 screenwriters, reached a tentative deal on a new contract with entertainment companies as of Sunday night. That's exciting. Yeah. So this essentially ended the 146-day strike that contributed to the shutdown of television and film productions. And in the coming days, it's still, it's like a tentative deal because still what has to happen is guild members will vote on whether they accept the deal or not. And this deal includes most of what they had demanded from the studios. So it's expected to go through. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So what the deal included was increases in royalty payments for streaming content and guarantees that artificial intelligence won't encroach on writers' credits and compensation. Good. Yeah. It's like, honestly, that's freaking huge. Yeah. It's a really big movement in the right direction. And I'm really glad that the writers are getting mostly what they asked for. 
And also, yeah. my first thought was, damn, like, Drew Barrymore could have waited two weeks. Like, come on, dude. I know, Then she right? would have avoided all of that drama. Literally, there would have been <laughs> nothing. But also, with the actors still on strike, that means that most of Hollywood still is at, like, a standstill, except for talk shows um, are probably going to come back and, like, daytime shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't see this mentioned in any articles or anything but i imagine this is going to bring back animation like we talked about how bob's burgers had like 13 episodes or something made already for this season and then they were going to put their season on hiatus if the writers weren't back but wouldn't the voice actors still be covered under the actor one maybe i don't know i think it probably would yeah because i just remember when bob's burgers they had their statement it specifically called out the writers being on strike Hmm. so i'm not sure I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I was thinking maybe some animation stuff will come back, too. Yeah. So we'll see. And hopefully this negotiation pushes... um, Pushes the other ones. Pushes the, yeah, actors' negotiation to go through. Yeah. So just my little one tidbit of news (laughs) is um, your local Taylor Swift news aficionado. Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game, which is amazing and she has now taken over football too so yeah (laughs) she's visiting the everybody's saying she's visiting um the eras tour stadiums when they've been turned into like the mojo dojo casa houses she's (laughs) which i thought oh my gosh that's so funny i'm loving seeing all the barbie memes around this it's amazing but yeah so she was seen in a box with Travis Kelsey's mom and then she was seen leading the game in a convertible with Travis Kelsey so I mean obviously everybody's like are they dating what's happening and a lot of people are also being like is it PR but you know what I don't think my girl needs any PR and I think she's just having like a fun flirty great time like I think this probably isn't a first date that they've had. I think they're probably just having a good time, you know? My favorite, like, conspiracy theory around this is that, obviously, a few days ago, Taylor Swift and Sophie Turner were seen out at dinner together. Yeah. And she, like, the pictures from it, Taylor looks intense. Like, you can tell that that's the discussion that, like, is a serious discussion that happens between friends where you're, like, locked into your friend and you're like, how can I help you? And I saw someone say that they think that Taylor decided to make a public appearance with Travis Kelsey in order to basically get all of the PR and press off of Sophie Turner's back so she can have a more private time with this divorce. Interesting. Yeah, because it actually was news came out like either yesterday or the day before more information about the custody battle that like Sophie and Joe are having. And so... It's kind of gotten buried by Taylor having such a public appearance. Mm-hmm. And so I I th- mean, that's my favorite conspiracy theory is that Taylor was like, I know how to get the media off your back. <laughs> Just being a girl's girl. All right. So I'm going to end the What You Might Have Missed this week with a quick list of all of the new books that are coming out this week. So, well, not all of them. That would take a lot longer. Just the highlights. (laughs) Name every single one. All right. So the first highlight is The Iliad by Homer, translated by Emily Wilson, is coming out this week. And I don't know if you guys remember, but it was really big news when Emily Wilson's translation of The Odyssey came out in 2017 because it was the first time that The Odyssey was translated by a woman. And so it's very cool that she's now coming out with her translation of The Iliad 2. 
And then the next book I have on my list is The Fragile Threads of Power by V.E. Schwab. V.E. Schwab is super famous author who wrote The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue and a ton of other books. Ooh. And um, this one takes place in the same world as another one of her books, A Darker Shade of Magic. So this book is about perilous adventures and tangled schemes in other dimensional variations of London. It's perfect for fans of high fantasy. <gasps> That's me. Okay, but actually I have a question. So is this a standalone book or like the beginning to a new trilogy or a new series or anything? Or do you know, is it like a continuation? I think it's a standalone book that just takes place in the same world as another book. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the next that I had on my list is The Wake Up Call by Beth O'Leary. This is a contemporary romance in which it's the busiest season of the year and Forest Manor Hotel is quite literally falling apart. So when Izzy and Lucas are given the same shift on the hotel's front desk, they have no choice but to put their differences aside and see it through. This sounds like a enemies to lovers rom-com that takes place at a cute hotel, which sounds just perfect. Just we love that just delightful for christmas and then a ton of christmas rom-coms came out this week so i'm guessing that this is the start of kind of like the christmas rom-com season of when stuff comes out Mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna try to just like rapid fire through these so first up i had the xmas holidays by zoe allison this one was described as it's hard to escape your ex when you're working together over christmas in the scottish highlands but being stuck together might be the best possible present Scottish Highlands was all I needed to hear to put this on the list. Yep. And because this is my my tailored down version. I went through a lot more books than this oh to goodness. just find my favorites. <laughs> so the next one is A December to Remember by Jenny Bayless. Three bickering half sisters, one unique antique shop, the coziest holiday season of their lives. Through hilarious goose chases, small town mishaps, and one heartwarming winter solstice celebration. Love is in the air if only... The three sisters can let themselves grasp it. I thought this sounded so cute with there being multiple sisters and an antique shop. All I needed to hear. And then the next one is Wrapped Up with a Bow by Lily Vale. In its heyday, Piney Peaks and its beloved Christmas house were made famous by Sleigh Bells, a romantic holiday movie. 50 years later, the small town is ready for a new love story. This kind of, when I was reading about it, sounded similar to, similar to Merry Little Meet Cute, Mm -hmm. but maybe less spicy. (laughs) But I like the idea that it kind of revolves around a Hallmark-esque type movie. Yeah. And next up is Love Holly by Emily Stone. This one is described as a young woman tries to seal, tries to heal a rift in her elderly pen pals family in time for Christmas, all while falling in love and maybe even reuniting with her own family in this dazzling romance from the author of Always in December and One Last Gift, which if you look up the covers of those two books, you'll probably recognize them because... I definitely did. <laughs> just seeing them on the shelves at yeah. every like major bookstore. And this one just sounded really cute because of the pen pal aspect. And then last on my list was Bright Lights Big Christmas by Mary Kay Andrews, who is also a super famous author. This one was described as filled with family ties, both rekindled and new, and sparkling with Christmas magic. Bright Lights Big Christmas delivers everything Mary Kay Andrews fans adore, all tied up in a hilarious romantic gem of a novel. Cute. And that is all the Christmas rom-com books not even all of them that is my favorites and that was a lot that was a lot but now you know that's what you missed this week all right so speaking of books let's move on (gasps) to our very own book club book speaking of books so as always we're going to start off with our spoiler free review so if you haven't read the book you can stick around and we'll let you know when there's spoilers 
So Nat, do you want to give a little review of what you thought? Just give your general thoughts and then give us out of a five stars what you thought. Yeah. So I thought that this was like the perfect book to read for September. It really Mm -hmm. was like the coziest, cutest vibes. I want to move to the little town of Shady Hollow. I thought it was so cute. The cast of characters I loved too. Mm -hmm. I thought all the characters were so fun and interesting. And yeah, I just thought it was like the most perfect cozy read. Yeah. I will say, though, that plot wise and mystery wise, it wasn't the strongest book, but just from a vibes perspective, vibes, yeah, it was amazing. And like, it was just so cute and cozy that I didn't mind that the story was like a little slow. And I didn't think the mystery was developed as much as it could have been. Mm -hmm. But I didn't even mind because I just enjoyed reading it so much. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I felt very similar vibes. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did, but I still really liked it. And I thought it was just like a super cozy, fun read. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I just kept texting you that I was like, this is just like a fun read. Like, it was just enjoyable. And like, I was just reading it and just like enjoying picturing these little woodland creatures going about their days and like gossiping at the coffee shop and like, Mm -hmm. talk like, crossing each other's paths like on their way to the bookstore and like you know I just enjoyed the world a little bit I Mm -hmm. I kind of wish they honestly went more into the world like I wish they described it even more and like talked about like the scenery of the world even more like I felt like they kind of just was like just trust us on like what it was you know Mm. I could see that so I still liked it I thought I thought it was a fun good read but I agree that like the plot and the mystery could have been a lot more developed, but it was still fun. Like, I still very much enjoyed the ride. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say, too, that I really liked about this book is it started out with a list of the cast of characters, which I, I thought was that. really good. And it had a map of the town in the front, yep. too, which I kept referencing. Like, Me anytime too. they mentioned, like, where they were going, I looked at the little map, and so I really enjoy when books come with, like, little maps of the towns. I do, too. I was going to say, whenever I see a map at the beginning of a book, I'm like, hell yeah, baby. I love a good map at the beginning. And this map was really cute, too. I thought it was, like, such a cute Mm -hmm. little drawing of everything. And what I thought was cool, too, now, like, knowing that there's more books in it, too, you can see where... The books are going to go because one of them is called cold clay and you can see that there's a cold clay orchard and then there's a mirror lake. There's going to be there's a book called mirror lake. Yeah. Yep. So I just I think that's fun. Yeah. I wonder if the other books are going to come with maps in the front. I actually already pre-ordered the or not pre-ordered. I just ordered because they're already out the next two books in this series, which Mm -hmm. let me get the order right on this. I think it's cold clay and then mirror lake. Yep. And then there's actually a fourth book coming out. Okay, so the fourth book is called Twilight Falls, and it comes out on November 7th. Oh, cute. And there's even a digital short called Phantom Pond that's like a very Halloween-y looking cover. I wish that it wasn't a digital-only edition because... It's so cute. Like, the cover is amazing. I wish that they made a print version so I could, like, add it to my shelf. Like, I'm getting all of these books in print so that they're all on my shelf because they're so beautiful. They're so cute together. Like, Mm -hmm. they're going to be such cute books to have on your shelf together. Yeah. So, I can't wait for those to come in. 
Oh, and yeah. there was even another short. Yeah, I think there was a Christmas one. I think there's yeah. a Christmas short. That's also an ebook. Mm-hmm. That came out last year around Christmas time. Yes, Evergreen Chase. Cute. So if you like this book, there's tons of content around it. There's a lot of <laughs> options. Yeah. Okay. So what was your rating out of a five? I'm a sucker. I rated it a five. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like fun and cozy. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it five stars. Yeah. I, okay. So I think I need to give some distinction on how I rate things. But a, like, for me, I officially on Goodreads gave it a three. But, like, personally, I would give it more like a 3.5. And that doesn't mean, like, I didn't enjoy it. It's just, like, a four is a book that I would, like, fully be like, I really loved this book. And then the five is, like, it stuck with me. Like, I am obsessed with this book, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, a three for me, I think, is, like, it's just, like, most books. Like, I just, that was a it was a book, you know, it was a good book, you know? Yeah. So I think that's kind of how I felt like with this one. I still very much enjoyed it though. That's, I feel like how people should rate stuff. Meanwhile, for me, if I like it, I'm like five stars. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I, I used to be like that. And since I've like started reading more, I've just for my own like sake of like how I like books and like thinking about them, that's how I've like started to rate them now. Yeah. Like most books for me are three or a four. And then like a lot of like not a lot of books are fives and not a lot of books are twos or ones. I don't think I've ever rated a book a one. I think I have before. Really? I'm curious now if I ever have. But I'm pretty I sure I have. I don't know why. How you just said that made me think of, I'm curious about you. Come here for a minute. You know, in um in Promiscuous Girl, <laughs> I'm all alone. I've done quite a few threes. Okay. Have I done? Maybe three is the lowest I've done. Yikes. I don't know what that says about me. Oh, no, I did a two. I'm usually pretty generous, though. A lot of fives. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my lowest rating I've ever given is a two. Probably because if it's any lower than that, I just don't finish it. And then I don't feel like I can give it a star rating unless I finish it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I gave a lot of threes last year. Yeah, my lowest has been a two. This might be controversial, but my most recent three star was Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies. Mm. I don't know. I think that a lot of people felt that way about that one. Yeah. And that was one that where I was like, it was good, but not great. Yeah. All right. But back to our book club book. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) we're getting distracted just talking about books. I know, literally. Okay. So now we're going to get into the portion where there are some spoilers. So if you haven't read the book, Get your ass out of here. Wait a minute. We forgot to talk about something. We forgot to talk about our next book. Yes, we keep doing that. Okay, don't leave yet. (laughs) Don't leave us. All right, so for October, let's talk about our next book. For October, we want to pick a book that kind of is Halloween-y themed, but we can't Mm -hmm. decide if we want to go more spooky route or more sweet, fun route. And so we're going to put a poll on Instagram for you guys to vote. And so let us know if you want to do another like murder mystery, but a more spooky murder mystery book or a sweet book. And we'll post our actual picks on Instagram so that you can vote on which one. Yep. And then we'll announce the winner. Heck yeah. We'll announce it um, probably this weekend. All right. So now we're going to move on to the spoiler section of our discussion and review. So if you didn't read the book or 
you don't want spoilers, leave. But if you don't care about spoilers, stay. There you go. So this first one actually isn't very spoilery at all, but it's just more specific. So, Kara, what style of animation did you picture the movie adaptation in? So, we first talked about this as Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I can see you said, obviously, Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, with the Fox main character, it's like, how can you not immediately think of that? Yeah, exactly. But as I kept picturing it, I more pictured it in, like, almost like an over-the-garden-wall animation. I love that. That is so cute. Where it's like kind of like the thick lined animation and it's like mm-hmm. more like flat colors but like still like really pretty like that's kind of how I pictured it mm-hmm. but I almost pictured a lot of it too in the background as almost like still real like stuff like kind mm-hmm. of how in Fantastic Mr. Fox it's still like kind of real looking yeah so I don't know in my brain it kind of I was going back and forth like because when I was picturing like Lenore I was picturing like the bird from over the garden wall Mm. but then kind of when I was like I don't know it was like tough because then other times I like I will say it was tough for me to picture it which I think played into me like rating it a little bit lower too just because I did struggle picturing it because there were like moose but then there was also like a mouse yeah yeah we can talk about that too of like I also kind of struggled with the size difference of characters which yeah they talk about they literally have an author's note at the beginning of the book that basically says ignore it and pretend like everybody's the same size or you can picture them like people yeah (laughs) which honestly I kind of think is like a cop-out to just be like ignore it because I'm like or like describe it for us like build like the book was only 220 pages like build it a little bit more then yeah and like, there were moments where it was like, you can't ignore it because, yeah. like, let me look up these character names again at the beginning of the book. But the bear carries Vera out of the sky. Or oh, yeah, of, Orville. Yeah, Orville. He carries Vera out of, the, out of the woods at one point. And it's like, and she talks about how big he is and how it's like not even a struggle for him because he's so large. So it's like, mm-hmm. does the size matter? And like, when they talk about Joe the moose who serves coffee like how the fuck does he do that but they talk about how he's large too and so i'm like so which one is it yeah yeah so I what agree. i pictured is that they were generally different sizes but more so like the difference between a person who's like like the little hummingbird or chitters i pictured to be like you know essentially the same as someone who'd be like 410 mm-hmm. and then the moose or the bear be more like someone who's like six five or six six yeah so it's like they're all kind of generally the same height but like with variations yeah that's kind of how it was in zootopia too so i kind of mm-hmm. tried to picture it a little bit like zootopia yeah so what i said as far as animation style i said my first thought was fantastic mr fox that's kind of like in my head the picture i saw as i was reading it mm-hmm. but then when i was thinking about it more and i was like if this got a movie adaptation, I think it could be really fun to have it be claymation. Yeah, and I can see that. have it be kind of like Wallace and Gromit style, which I think would be really fun. I like that's that not a lot. how I, I pictured actually, it, <laughs> but like that would be a really fun way to do it. I could see yeah. that. I like that a lot. And then I even went a step further to picking out voice actors for some of the main characters. So for Vera, I was picturing Scarlett Johansson. Like that was kind of the voice that I was hearing in my head. I very much see that Mm -hmm. like you saying that I'm like yeah that's exactly right yeah because I feel like Scarlett Johansson can do a good job of being kind of like a more 
fun flirty voice but then she can also kind of do that more like serious raspy mm-hmm. voice which i think perfectly encapsulates vera and then for lenore i pictured angelina jolie specifically the voice that she did in jungle book for the snake because i pictured lenore to like you know she's like like in her bookstore that's a silo and she's at the top and i don't know i pictured her voice to be very like like, like mysterious yeah. And, yeah like sultry yeah. and so i feel like angelina jolie would nail that i could see that and then for joe because i loved joe's character a lot i pictured brad garrett who you might not know him by name but especially his character in um single parents he was the older dad yeah. of the twin girls and i looked him up and he does a lot of voice acting and like listening to the different characters that he's done i'm like he would be so perfect as joe he was also in everybody loves raymond yeah and i just think he would be like a perfect joe who's like just doesn't want to be part of the drama but is like a friendly guy but kind of like reluctantly yeah part of it yeah so i like the one person i did actually think of was the the skunk who was what was his name bw the i pictured him like he's the like the really quick and like um newspaper guy so i pictured him as like jk simmons who is also that for spider-man he's the one that always yeah i could totally see that (laughs) That so that's exactly that's exactly who i pictured like that's the voice that i did and that was the one Mm -hmm. voice that really stuck out to me i love that yeah that's perfect all right, so next, let's talk about who did we think did it? Who did the murder? Who did the murder? So I thought in the beginning, my first inkling was Chitters. Like, that was just, like, what I very first, I don't know why, because I was, like, usually for, like, murder mysteries, it's someone you don't expect who's, like, kind of involved, but, like, not really, who, like, you mm-hmm. don't see a out front reason to be involved. So I was, like, that makes sense that it would be him. But then I was kind of like, they're not really giving us much for it to be him. So then I was like, oh, maybe it was Gladys, the hummingbird who found her or Mm -hmm. found Otto. And then I was just kind of like, that was just a random guess. Mm -hmm. And then towards the end, I really thought they were leaning heavily to Lenore because she was like very involved and kept asking like such specific questions that I was like, they're making this seem like it's her. Yeah. Okay, so my first thought was Lenore because of how involved she got in the beginning and how she was, Mm -hmm. like, got very into, like, researching murder, like, murder mystery books and the way that she was kind of, like, pushing Vera in different directions. And especially, I kind of kept switching back and forth between Chitters and Lenore, like, throughout as I was reading. Because then, like, with especially when Chitters was talking about how he, like, manages the books... Yeah. And the money that went missing, I was like, it's chitters. It's gotta be. But because like, also, like that they really made that seem like it could be him. Like they gave mm-hmm. like he had He was the definitely the ven- red herring. Yeah, like he was the ven like he had the venue to do it, like he had the mm-hmm. ability to. And the reason, like and the reasons I thought, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then for Lenore, when I really thought it was her was when Vera was in the woods and Lenore was the one looking and she was the one who told like Vera to get out of the way of the boulder. I was like, I feel like that could be a way of a murderer trying to throw someone off their scent by like 
setting up by like saving them from an attempted murder mm-hmm. and then being like see it couldn't be me so that's see, what I was that like, would have honestly that would have been like not to like shit on the book but that would have been better than what the actual murderer was mm-hmm. like that would have been more clever so the actual murderer i thought like it made sense as far as like mm-hmm. with the like twisted romance and like her being a mistress and stuff like that like that made sense to me but they didn't like put enough hints in it felt like it was just kind of out of left field it was yeah and i texted you this last night but it like when people do that like when authors do that it feels just like very cheap to me Mm -hmm. because it's like yeah obviously we weren't gonna guess that because you gave like there was there was nothing like this Mm -hmm. character was barely in it yeah. And, like, this character was. Like, we only saw, like, two instances of her until the very ending, you know? hmm And it was just kind of, like, the instances that she was in it weren't, like, it didn't give us any clues. Yeah. Honestly, that's a little how I felt about Only Murders in the Building, too. hmm The person who ended up doing it at the end, I was like, ooh, we really didn't get any indication until, like, yeah. the last couple episodes. Yeah. And so, but... It was another one where maybe that's why I like these so much back to back because it was another one where it's like I liked the journey so much that I kind of didn't care. And I like the atmosphere and the setting so much and the types of characters so much that the plot almost became secondary. Yeah. To just me enjoying those other things. So I could see that. Yeah. So what was your thought on like how she did it then? Like, like with the bottle how she like put poison in the bottle and then like auto accidentally drank out of it because i thought that was like kind of weird that i was like so you left a bottle of wine just like sitting there thinking Mm -hmm. that he would be the first one to stumble upon it that he would be that he would be the first one to stumble upon it and that he would just drink it just drink a random Mm -hmm. bottle of wine that he found and the fact that she accidentally ended up killing one of her friends friends. like her her only friend in the whole town i was like this is kind of sad. And then the whole, She felt like, no remorse either. She didn't say anything sad about Otto. Yeah. And then, like, the whole fight scene at the end, I was like, this book just went up to, like, a 10. Yeah. Because the whole book was so, like, chill and relaxing. And it was like, oh, we don't even have locks on our doors and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, she's, like, stabbing Vera, like, trying to stab Vera to death. And then she falls off a fucking cliff. I was yeah. like- oh my god this just got like it got turned way up at the end (laughs) yeah i yeah i really like that's why again like i gave this a lower rating because like i really think it had so much more potential Mm -hmm. and the authors just like i i don't know why they chose to make it shorter when it could have been a lot longer and they could have done a lot more of what we're talking about you know Mm -hmm. well I think this might be their first book. And so it's two mm-hmm. authors. And so I think it might be their first book. So I'm one, I'm like, maybe I'm giving them a little bit of a pass because I'm assuming it's their first book. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like writing a murder mystery right off the bat as your first hard. book feels yeah. like a lot. And so I'll let you know how the other ones are when I read them. To see yeah, I was going like to say that's feel a little more mature and more fleshed out. Which they very much could be. Yeah. All right, so then this last question that we'll discuss is, if you could be any animal in Shady Hollow and have any job in the town, what would it be? So we both said the same answer. <laughs> yeah, um, we did. <laughs> That's funny. Well, 
So I, when I put this question, I just meant like any animal, like just like what animal would you want to be? Like not mm. even a specific character. Okay. Okay. So and, I'm going to change my answer. Yeah. But both of us would probably want to work in the bookstore with Lenore. Yep. I think that was obvious. Or the coffee shop. I mean, those are like the two mm-hmm. yep, obvious the ones, shop. but definitely, definitely the bookstore. But of the animals that we had, I think I probably would want to be the fox. I don't know if that's fitting or not. Or like a chipmunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I guess my answer would either be, okay, if I worked at the coffee shop, I'd want to be a mouse. Mm -hmm. But if I worked at the bookstore, which I think I would rather work at the bookstore, I think I'd want to be a hummingbird because I like the idea of being able to fly around. Yeah, I like that too. I feel like the flying characters had like way more of an advantage over everybody else. Yeah, they I mean, saw they were- everything first. They got everywhere faster. Mm-hmm. They were basically safe from the murderer. <laughs> yeah, because you could just freaking fly away. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I was true. like, I want to be a flying character. <laughs> you know what? I I feel like I want to be too. I think I would want to be a flying character, not mm-hmm. the owl because he was kind of weird and pretentious. But yeah. So I think I'd want to be a hummingbird because that seems fun and also flying. <laughs> yeah, I like that answer. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our discussion on Shady Hollow by Juno Black. I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was a fun, perfect September read. Yeah. If you're looking to get into like the cozy mood, well, we're all assuming that you read this. But if you haven't read it somehow when you made it to the end of this, <laughs> you should check it out. It was still it was a fun read. Even if we gave like a little bit of spoilers, I don't even think we actually fully talked about who the murderer actually was. So honestly, if you want to still read it, we really didn't give away too much spoilers. True. But yeah, it was really good. So we definitely recommend it. It's easily distracted approved. Yep. All right. Well, I believe that's enough distractions for this week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the easily distracted pod for more content picks and updates. If you've been distracted by anything lately and you want us to do a deep dive on it, reach out to us on Instagram to let us know. New episodes are posted every Thursday. And until then, stay distracted. Bye.